from a listener. I met this guy and his wife out at a brewery. We all hit it off, and his wife ordered me to get his ass out of the house. So last Saturday night, we made plans to meet up, hang out in the, the city I just moved to, and just have some brews and, you know, do bro things. He and I texted back and forth all day about how the evening would go and all the exciting places we would hit. He was all in until it was time to hang out. Then the communication stopped. I was sitting at the bar for over an hour, and he had no intentions of coming out. I think he used all of this to cheat on his wife. I was his excuse. Of course, I got a text hours from him later about getting caught up and not making it. No shit. No friendship to be had here. Humans are weird. Saturday night with your host, Jamie Tony. So glad if you're returning and if you're new here, welcome. Um, this episode is probably not going to be very long because we really only have one topic to discuss today, but it, it's a doozy of a one. But I just want to do a few housekeeping things. Um, as you heard at the beginning of the podcast, that was a listener submitted story about a Saturday night. And I really need you guys to go ahead and give me some stories about what you've been doing on last Saturday nights. Um, I have a place on my Instagram, which is just underscore Jamie T or last Saturday night. There's a link tree there and you can go in and put what you've done last Saturday night. It comes to me anonymously. I will not know who sends it and I won't use your name unless you want me to. So um, please go ahead and, and give me some stories. I think it's funny and interesting what people are doing on Saturday nights. episode is going to be devoted to a woman named Anita Bryant. I never heard of her prior to the Diane Cannon episode of Saturday Night Live. She was an American singer and she was a huge anti-gay activist. girl like me doing in Beirut spreading the good word about orange juice that's what hi I'm Anita Bryant sure there's war strife and bloodshed in the Middle East internal chaos can be a hassle but even this war-torn country enjoys Florida sunshine Mm, that's good it's refreshing and has vitamin C so why not get with it people all over the world are enjoying the natural freshness of orange juice so Come to the Florida sunshine tree, filled with vitamins, naturally, orange juice, natural vitamins. What do we do with the body? Uh, better in the space we reserve for commonly the Pope. That was the sketch that they did on Saturday Night Live referencing Anita Bryant. That was Jane Curtin as Anita Bryant and 
Dan Aykroyd and um, John Belushi as the militants holding her and then ultimately shooting her. So, of course, I immediately went to the Internet and was like, who is Anita Bryant? Well, it turns out she's a pretty horrible woman. Um, She started this campaign called the Save Our Children campaign, which she then was sued for. So she had to change it to protect America's children because it's always about the children, right? It's always about the children. She came into prominence prior to this because she was a singer. She had 11 songs in the Hot 100. She toured with Bob Hope during the USO tours. But then she decided, you know, I'm going to be anti-gay and I'm going to be really horrible and say horrible things about um, homosexuals. So she came into real prominence in 1977 and because in Florida, it's always Florida, right? And she decided to get behind repealing an ordinance that... Miami-Dade County had put in place to protect homosexuals, gay people from being discriminated against. And she fought to get it repealed. And she ultimately did win that. But it was restored in 1998. Now, I need you guys to remember that um, your sexual orientation wasn't a federal law to to prevent being discriminated against until 2020. So prior to this, it was really state by state laws, county by county, city by city. There was nothing uniform about um, discrimination. So this is what's her calling, I guess. She decided to go across the United States and help other cities repeal any laws that was preventing discrimination against gay people and some of the states she did go to was Minnesota, Kansas and Oregon. She even tried to get this initiative called the Briggs Initiative in California. She fought to get that put into place where if you even mention homosexuality that is grounds for dismissal. So does that sound familiar at all to what's happening here? And now in 2022, with so-called CRT, critical race theory, being taught in schools. But I digress. And of course, one of the main states always is Florida. But thankfully, at that time, President Jimmy Carter went up against it. Even the former governor of the state, Ronald Reagan, went against it. So she ultimately lost that. But let me let me give you a snapshot of some of the things this woman was saying, some of her anti-gay statements. Um, she she said that homosexuals are recruiting children. This is a quote from her. The recruitment of our children is absolutely necessary for the survival and growth of homosexuality. For since homosexuals cannot produce, they must recruit. They must freshen their ranks. I mean, it, it sounds like homosexuals, you know, were going around being vampires or something. I, I I don't know. It's just, what? So she also, of course, the age-old saying, you know, it's going to bring about child molestation. 
So it's just, she was horrible. She also said, if gays are granted rights, next we'll have to give rights to prostitutes and to people who sleep with St. Bernard's and to nail biters. Nail biters? What what did she have against nail biters at that time? I used to be a nail biter. So (laughs) I just, I was so confused by that. She also referred to gay people as human garbage. But the good thing that came out of her craziness and bigotry and hate is that it kicked off an organized opposition for gay rights. And she, you know, she catalyzed this country to get behind gay rights because prior to this, you know, I I think it was San Francisco, New York. It it wasn't widespread yet. So, um, the gay rights activists at that time decided to boycott OJ because she was the spokesperson for the Florida Citrus Commission. So the gays decided that they were no longer going to serve screwdrivers, which one of the main ingredients is orange juice. So they decided to start selling an Anita Bryant cocktail, which was vodka and apple juice. Um, Johnny Carson apparently continuously and often made jokes about her. I mean, the country was just really against her, except for, you know, the diehard fundamentalists. And she just she was she was horrible. Now, this all hurt her businesses. She ultimately lost her her position as a spokesperson for the Florida Citrus Commission. She also had a campaign with the Singer Corporation. They make the sewing machines and she lost all of that. And then, you know, the kicker, she got a divorce. And oh, no, fundamentalist Christians, you're not supposed to get a divorce. So, of course, she was shunned because of that. But let me tell you why she got a divorce. She says she got a divorce because of the emotional abuse and latent suicidal thoughts that she was experiencing with her husband, Bob Green, who used to be who was a disc jockey in Florida. But this man said that he is still married to her because his fundamental fundamental Christian beliefs, you know, divorce is not recognized. But he also said in in response to her losing, you know, her all of her money, she had to file bankruptcy. She got tax liens. You know, she was basically shunned from their community. He said, blame gay people? I do. Their stated goal was to put her out of business and destroy her career. And that's what they did. It's unfair. It's always unfair to bigots and racists when they feel that something private in their life is being used against them. But yet they feel that they can go into other people's houses and do whatever they want to do and tell other people what they want to do. It, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's just something we are always going to deal with. She ultimately did get married again. And she and her husband at that time in the early 2000s, they tried to revitalize her career with some kind of Nashville show where you know, it was like a variety show, and then she ended it with a, a sermon just spewing hate. But, um, of course, that didn't work. She had to file Chapter 11 again, tax liens, just everything. 
But she also found out, I think in 2021, her granddaughter at the time is about to get married to a woman. So her her daughter her granddaughter's name is Sarah Green and she says of course this has strained her relationship with her grandmother who you know still doesn't approve but she she has said that she's this is a quote from from Anita Bryant that she, I'm more inclined to say live and let live just don't flaunt or try to legalize it <sighs> so um Apparently, she footage of her is in the movie Milk, but she she in the gay community. I'm I'm sure they know who she is. Um, I'm I'm not in the community, so I didn't know. So now I'm telling you guys who this awful horrible woman was. But um, and I guess it's also a lesson because right now we're in we're in trying times, and it seems like rights are being taken away, but. If you know, if we keep fighting, and there's enough people who keep fighting, it 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 will it won't work. It it just it just won't. Hate cannot work. It just can't. And but while you're in the midst of it, it doesn't feel like that. But you know, she went up, and then she came crashing down. And it took until 2020, but but we we did get there. And um. It's, it's a testimony to the activists from the 70s, 80s, and going forward. And we, we have to keep fighting. Now I'm going to give you some background on the host. This was the first episode I watched was season one, episode 19. It was on May 8th. 1976 and Madeline Kahn was the host of this episode this was actually I thought a very good episode she is a very talented woman she did a lot of singing and dancing and she's very funny there was a particular skit with her Gilda Ratner Jane um, Jane Curtin and Lorraine they played young girls you know right before you you learn about what sex is and how it is and it's it's just very funny even by today's standards it's very funny but um she also goes on to host again in season three and 21 um she was an actress a comedian and you might know her from the movie blazing saddles but she's done so many things she was even on that not the cosby show but cosby that television show i think she played their neighbor i never really got into into his next venture after the Cosby show. But she died from ovarian cancer in 1999. Her musical guest for her episode was Carly Simon. And of course, Carly Simon's a singer-songwriter. She sang Half a Chance and the song that most people know her for is You're So Vain. Um, And she was actually inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. So um, that that was pretty cool. But Madeline Kahn wasn't really there promoting anything. I mean, she just is a star. So they were very excited to have her along with Carly Simon. Carly Simon also pre-recorded her performance, which I found very interesting. And um, Chevy Chase 
Oh, we only have a few more episodes with him, but Chevy Chase played the cowbell, but she pre-recorded her performance. So the audience was seeing the recording because she wasn't there. Um, and in um, the next episode was episode 20 and Diane Cannon was the host of it. And Diane Cannon, um, she was an actress. She was nominated for an actor, an Oscar three times. And she was married to Cary Grant. Um, you may know her as, if you're Gen X and you watched Allie McBill, she was Whipper, the judge. She was Fish's girlfriend, older girlfriend. She was beautiful. But um, she um, she was pretty funny. This episode was, her episode was okay. But this was the episode I learned about Anita Bryant. So that was interesting. Her musical guest was Leon and Mary Russell. Um, Leon Russell is a musician over multiple genres. He has had 31 albums, 430 songs, and um, he died in 2016, recovering from a heart surgery. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2011, and he has two Grammys. At the time, he was married to Mary McCready, who's Mary Russell. They were married for five years, and she used to sing backup for Sly and the Family Stone, and she had a group called Little Sister, and they sang Satisfy You and Daylight, and they were a delight. Um, he's kind of bluesy. He is friends with Bobby Womack, and you know, every six months, people find out that Bobby Womack is, is white, so... You know, <laughs> Leon Russell is in that vein. Their episode aired May 15th, 1976. So, guys, I think we've reached the end. And it actually went a little longer than I thought it would. But to wrap up some things, please, please, please send me what you've been doing on last Saturday night. Please go to my Instagram, just underscore J-A-M-I-E-T-E-E. Or last Saturday night, there is a box. It can be submitted anonymously. Um, and I, I just, I want to add you to my podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, review. Please um, um, check the stars. Do all of that for me, please. I really appreciate it. This episode um, was about Anita Bryant. If you look up, you will find out more about her but um she was not a very good woman and yes she is still alive because we all know evil doesn't die but um till next time and um have a good week stay safe out there bye bye